good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. What's up, everybody? We got a cool show today. Uh, We're not going to be talking so much on marketing and attracting business today, what we're going to be talking about is attracting wealth, your own wealth. It's never really amazed me to see how many people sell real estate that that don't actually own real estate themselves. And it's sort of hypocritical in a sense. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay. I started out 22 years old and I didn't buy my first house. I was like 25. So I sold real estate for three years and I faked it. I had to fake it till I make it. So to be honest, I didn't have fucking money for a down payment back then as a self-employed person. You used to need 10 to 20% down to put down on a house, but that was before all the subprime loans got kicked the hell out of the way. And now it's even harder for an independent or a self-employed person to get a loan, but that's beyond the point. What we're going to be chatting about today is sort of how to look at your business, because honestly, I believe that if you're a real estate agent, I think that you should practice what you preach. You not owning real estate is like me selling video services and me not actually doing fucking video, right? So I look at it as a really similar comparison. So who we're bringing on today is a gentleman by the name of Joe Bell. Joe specializes in this and what he's going to do and what I hope we're going to do today is get a bunch of tips on how you can start looking at investing in your own business versus helping people. The truth is, is if you're looking at real estate every single freaking day, you're going to come across good deals that you should probably take down yourself, not send them out to your email list. And that's what we're going to chat about today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest, Mr. Joe Bell. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing solid. Thank you. Joe is joining us from freaking Alaska. I don't even think I've met anybody from Alaska. Is that even part of the United States still? Like in Alaska, I'm like, hey, Joe, how cold is it over there today? I'm sitting in San Diego, spoiled, right? 70 degrees here. And Joe's like, oh, it's only 36. So I'm like, oh my God. So anyways, Joe, go ahead and tell our listeners a Cut little bit. Cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, Cut it in half and double it. <laughs> tell listeners about a little bit more about yourself, who you are, and then let's get into this. Yeah, realistically, no one cares about what I've done or where I've been or anything along those lines. So I'll make it real short and sweet. I've been in the industry for 15 years on the transaction side in about 09, which is the magical number of three, right? Like you mentioned, it took me three years before I really was able to make any money to where I had a down payment or anything along those lines for a piece of real estate. And I still had to borrow some money from family. So, but yeah, I've been in 15 years. I've played almost every role that you can within the industry outside of lending and appraising. But in the actual transaction side, I've uh, been the lowly agent. I've been a mega agent. I've even been the CEO of a 400 person brokerage doing a billion dollars a year. You know, So on both ends of the spectrum, I've seen it. It wasn't until I jumped into that CEO role, that I started having conversations with our agents, agents that have been around for 15 years. And I go, hey, what does retirement look like? And that was it. Radio silent. Like they had no answer for retirement. They're like, oh, you know, well, you know, I got this transaction coming up and I was going to put some money away from that next transaction. Well, we're running $360,000 transactions. And if you get the full 3%, you're making 10 grand, you got to cut 30% of it. And really at the end of the day, you're whittling down next to nothing. Right. And so it made me kind of step back and look at this and go, holy shit, we're 
watching millions of dollars pass by and through our table, you know, every single day where we, we have our hands on it just in an aspect that isn't really uh, allowing us the opportunity to participate. And so I took a step back and I was like, all right, how do we do this? And uh, I was lucky enough to have an investor that took me under the wing. And I think I was about 27, 28 at that time when it first initially came into play. I helped him with some transactions. And then, you know, I just kept asking to participate and how I could participate. And, you know, it was, well, find a good enough deal and we'll let you play. And so that's what I did. I found a good deal and we ended up jumping into it and it worked out really well. So successful that we then created a business solely focused on finding, acquiring, uh, remodeling, beautifying, and then putting them back on the market and flipping them for a profit. And so one thing beget another. And I just started to see all these different opportunities in the market outside of working with buyers and sellers. And now here today, I, I work with a handful of buyers and sellers. It's more you know, who I want to work with as opposed to being forced to chase that next transaction. So here's one of the things I'm seeing a lot too, is that you, folks, you guys got to remember that no one's hiring you because you have a damn license anymore. I mean, like my nine-year-old can get the same damn license. They're hiring you with what the fuck you can do with it at the end of the day. And what means is they're hiring you for what's up here in your brains and what you can do and the, the creativity that you bring to the table, not the fact that you can legally get paid to buy or sell real estate. I believe that the future of this market, I want to get your opinion on this because I'm seeing this come across, but look what's happening. We have to look back at the market from a 10,000 foot view. You got companies like Zillow, Open Door, all of these iBuyers, like this is going to be a mainstream thing and it's not going anywhere. And it's going to be in every single residential market in the United States. They're just starting off in the bigger ones because they're testing their model. They're going to raise more funds. And trust me, they're going to deploy them in every aspect of American life. And what that means is that they have an all-in-one shop. And I believe that every single real estate agent, office, brokerage, or team needs their own iBuyer entity because you're going to have to compete against them. So like you've had to think about it. Like people, CarMax has done an amazing job at this. If you're still in the mentality and the mindset that, hey, this is how you're going to sell your house and there's only one way, it's a 5 or 6% listing agreement and I'll get it done. Trust me, there's no other way to do this. You're out of business. I guarantee you, you are out of business. You're writing your death wish because you're going to have to start creating options. One of those options is having a cash buyer. Another one of those options is going to be taking a flat fee listing. Another one of those options is going to be involving staging. Another one of those options is going to be a full integrated marketing plan. It's not that we've changed, consumer habits have changed and you have to change wish with it on the products and services that we're offering. Otherwise, you're dead in the water. And what Joe's saying here is that not only do we have to change with and offer more options, but right beneath our nose is usually the biggest opportunities. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, no, you just open, you open the box. So here in my market, I'm a little bit aggressive when I start talking about iBuyer and cash infusion and everything along those lines, but that is coming. Like I would prefer to be way the F out front versus trying to be back here figuring it out, right? So what we just actually went through was a uh, merger acquisition to where I merged our brokerage with another brokerage that has a big bag of resources behind them. Okay. And then and we'll have a lot of pushback and we'll say that I'm the evil one in the market, but guess what? The shit's coming. It's just who wants to be on board the boat when it goes out, right? Correct. It's overnight. Now we have access to a couple million dollars. I mean, my brokerage was predicated on any company dollar that was paid in goes into a fund where we invest on behalf of our members, 
Okay. So, so we're building our own. You're creating a fund for your agents and that alone. Yeah. We're insulating our business to a degree, right? Because if we can go and focus on generating enough funds to do enough of these deals, I can build in commissions for my people, depending on the type of deal I can acquire. What that means to me is real simple. I go find a deal for 10% carve out 2% for listing, 2% for buying, and we've got 6% for the company. And those funds are just working. It's almost like the um, syndicating brokerage. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it is, right? So, so uh, what he's doing here, I don't know if you guys are catching this, but he's taking the investor aspect and leveraging it, not only for just consumer model, but also for attraction and recruiting agents, because there's a big company right now. It's got about 30, 40,000 agents. And the name of it is called EX fucking P. Why is EXP so damn big is because they're selling stock. It's one of the biggest things. Well, this is the same thing. You're just looking at an alternative way to um, create asset and build wealth with your business. And owning real estate is just another one of them. There's brick and mortar stock or there's like paper stock that doesn't actually exist. They're both investments, but this is what we're talking about here. And you're exactly right. I think every this is exactly what's coming down the pipe. You're way ahead of it. You're right. Uh, my partners here did, are doing the same thing in their brokerage and they're building a fund to syndicate deals and they're 100% brokerage. And they're saying, hey guys, yeah, you could go join EXP and, and have a stock, something you don't control. Or if you want to take, instead of being a company like an EXP where they're giving away stock for investment, uh, we just take a different twist. Like you could invest in any of the deals that we syndicate and we'll do all of our offerings and we'll raise funds from within our own agents as opposed to individual investors. And that makes a whole lot of sense, right? I got in back in 06 and I ran into a dinosaur in the industry at that time. He's still around today. He goes, look, Joe, I'm going to give you a piece of advice, right? Yeah, <laughs> All the dinosaurs talk yeah. that way. You get into real estate to buy real estate, right? And that's, yeah. that's what it is. And it, I mean, it took me eight or nine years. The most simplest advice. And he was right? like, yeah. yeah, we're going to see it. But I mean, you look at what EXP is doing, right? I mean, KW profit share, EXP rev share, it's all about share, share, share. Well, what happens when there's no more deals to share in the commissions, right? Because that's what's going to start happening with all this cash infusion. You've got lenders that are leading with cash so that their consumers can have a more competitive advantage with a, with a loan on the back end. And you have brokerages that are now leading with cash to go and acquire their own so that they can provide an opportunity for their own agents. Because Quite frankly, real estate professionals are just really bad at saving money. What we're doing is we're saying, hey, here's a forced savings account. We're going to go and do it for you. We just need for every transaction that you're bringing in, put it in this fund. We'll do it on your behalf. Yeah. Right. It's going to be your Um, 401k plan. And and right, because I mean, there's there's really nothing else. EXP's done a great job with the whole stock portfolio. But you go and you look at like um, the open door IPO that just came out, IPOB, IPOB. And man, that thing just exploded. So we're making the transition. Like you can see it. This big old ship is really just starting to make these small little turns and, yeah. you know, uh, slowly. And then all of a sudden, gradually, boom, it's going to completely change. And a lot of people are going to be left out there with the pants down. Yeah. And the other thing we got to look at too is a big picture. Like commission compression is real. Commissions are going to go down. Like you guys, like you're not going to be getting 6% listings unless you deserve it. I'll show you what, what a 6% listing is going to look at and to look like in two to three years, what you're going to have to do to it. One, you're probably going to have to lend funds and help them fix up their house before they sell it, much like what Compass is doing today. That justifies a 6% commission because your involvement in the transaction is paying for itself plus some. Very simple. 
But a 6% commission with you just listening on the MLS in a hot market that the MLS sells it within three hours and all you do is just take in contracts does not justify a 6% commission. And I know that's hard to hear, but it's the absolute truth. If you think that you're deserved to make 3% of a deal for just putting something on a computer and you're that good of an agent, get your fucking head out of your ass. Like it's only a matter of time. Like you have, you guys, this is a really good show because this is what's happening. These companies that are being publicly going public and all that have a lot more money than all of us collectively. And the number one thing they're going to do is drown out the airwaves on how big of a fucking waste of money you are. And if you don't believe me, they're going to do it. Zillow has been saying they're not going to do it for the last 10 years. And look what they just did. They just became a brokerage. So they're coming right after your checkbooks. They're coming right after your pocketbooks and they have every right. I don't blame them. I would do it too if I were them. I think it's a great business model. But the question is, is don't get pissed about it. It's like, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Don't sit there and cry. Great. There's a huge opportunity right here because buried in all these is they have more fees and hidden charges than a traditional listing is. Right. And they don't tell the consumers that it's just smoke and mirrors. They're hiding behind fog. And what's going to happen is that we're going to need to educate the public on those fees and on those things. And one of the ways you do that is by adapting your offering creating your own investment arm, creating your own investor arm so that you can start taking deals. But it all starts by knowing how to take down deals and how to think like an investor. People who are just a realtor, you have no value. What's your USP? Someone like Joe that's going to help me maximize my house to sell it for top dollar is a lot more attractive to me than Susie B, the realtor with blue hair that's 70 years old that's been doing the same damn thing for 15 years. Yeah. So th this is what's happening. Joe, let's get into the real estate side of things. And what type of investments, long-term, buy and flip, buy and hold, or it doesn't matter. It's just, let's start looking at how we monetize every single deal and let's do what's right by the consumer. Because the highest and best price is not always what the customer wants, you guys. Nope. Like get not that out of your head. That's what you learned in real estate school. Not everyone cares about fucking money. Stop. <laughs> Sometimes they just care about the problem that needs to be solved and the money's irrelevant. Yep. That's yep. why wow. the investors are better listing agents than every realtor. And that's why they source deals is because they know how to chase them and they know where to put their marketing messages. Why aren't you guys following them? Joe, take that over. Oh man, it's insane when you really take a step back, right? Because here's what's coming down the pipe. For me, this is my opinion, right? You sure. can tell me to F off and take a hike. Cash offer. We'll make you a cash offer. We'll close within 48 hours. If we can't make you a cash offer, we'll consider putting money into it to get you the highest and best offer as quick as possible. If we can't do that, we will go ahead and we will list it for a much reduced commission percentage. That's really all that's coming down the pipe, right? And, and I hate to um, trip over each other to cut our necks, but soon here, it's going to be where we don't even get into the conversation anymore as your conventional approach, right? And so if you're not with any of these companies that are doing this, then you're out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a listing on the market for 75 days and you're going to go, I don't know what, what else to do. Zillow's not selling my listing. MLS isn't selling my listing. Everybody out there is not selling my listing. Hey, cash acquisition company, would you be interested in making an offer? Right? I mean, like this is, it, to me, it's so glaringly, it's almost like a train coming down the track and I can see the light and it's getting closer and closer and closer and it scares the shit out of me because there's a lot of people out there that rely on these commissions just to live. They don't know how yeah, yeah. to live outside of the business, right? And I just don't know where the value for them is going to be if they get kicked out of this industry and this specific role in the industry, what they're going to go into, right? I mean, hell, maybe it's 
well, you're not even going to need appraising as much coming up because it's all going to be cash. Like cash is coming. You just have to equip it. Yep. Very, 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 very interesting, guys. So what do you think their main reason why? Um, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of different other people. And is it your opinion that an agent, regardless if you're brand new in the business, you've been doing this for 15 years. We're not saying that you guys have to be an investor. It's great if you are, you should, but you should at least have an investor arm within your offering. Is that right? So. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, and and out of the gate, you said, hey, we're not going to really talk about attracting and marketing leads. Well, I think purely by setting up that arm, you naturally attract and market more leads, right? 100%. If, if you're the one that is focused on creating value and wealth for others, then you're going to have a natural attraction. You don't uh, necessarily need all these recruiting campaigns because that's what this industry has kind of turned into. Like it's morphed into just a recruiting industry. It's everybody tripping over everybody to build their business up so they can collect more company dollar and build their business up and put money in their pockets. I just see that going by the wayside. You have to start looking at what other value opportunities are going to be there and where you can build on the assets that you already have, right? So here's a, uh, a lame ass plug for my book, but timing is, is spot on because we talk about assets as not only the assets in the form of real estate or business or anything like that. We talk about what assets you have, right? You mentioned USP. What's your unique selling proposition or value proposition? Well, it's time to dive into that and get real freaking up close and personal with what you're good at. And then from there, you can go and figure out where you best fit in this new evolving industry and then be able to last a little bit longer, right? I mean, it could happen real quick to where there's just too much out there for us to compete. Like, it, you know, these big companies just coming and just wiping us out purely based on, look, we won't even charge you a dime to list your property, but we're going to make you an offer just to see if that works for you so you can get the F out. And we can treat real estate as a car lot, right? And we'll just direct buyers into the car lot. They'll pick it out and they'll find a way to carve out the percentage in the middle. Yeah. One of the biggest questions we get all the time is like, Mike, do you have a seller lead generation system? Like I get it all the time. How do you create seller leads? Well, the same way freaking investors have been creating them for the last 50 years since I've been checking. <laughs> like, you go after people who are distressed that need to sell their damn house. You yep. go after absentee owners, you go after probate, foreclosure, short sale, distress type situations. And the only offer that I'll ever create a seller lead is I will buy your house in 24 hours. It always works. So all we're saying is that when you start, everyone wants to market for listings, but yet you don't market for listings by saying, Hey, I'm going to sell your house for top dollar. I've been doing this for 25 years. You do it by saying, I'm going to sell your house tomorrow. So switch your marketing message. Because truthfully, here's what happens on an investor deal. For people that aren't, have never farmed or chased investor deals before as an investor, here's what happens. 9.9% .9 of the deals that you're going to come across are not going to work for the investor. It doesn't fucking matter. It's just about getting the conversation started because where the listing is acquired is through honesty at the appointment. And you go up to every single seller and they'll say, here's how a conversation works. Like Joe and I have never spoke before this podcast, but we're going to role play this. I bet you we'll be right on the same page. Joe, you be the seller. I'm going to be the agent. All right. Um, you want to get $500,000 for your $400,000 house. All right. Yeah, so I mean, five fifteen would be good. All right. Well, I can't possibly give you five fifty dollars because I would lose money doing it. But realistically, your house, if it was fixed up in X amount condition, if you replace the shag carpeting, get rid of the tile countertop, put in some fucking quartz, it's 2020, dude, get the white appliances out, get the stainless steel appliances, I could probably get you near 480, 490. 
but we would have to list it on the market. Now, do you have the funds to fix that up yourself, Joe? No. Great. Well, I do. And if we could sell your house for $80,000 more, I can get those funds, but I'm going to take your listing at 8%. Are you cool with that? So I'm going to make more money? I could either, you could sell your house right now on the MLS for 400000 or I could lend you $25,000, fix it up. And if you do the improvements I'm recommending, I'm going to be able to sell this thing for $480,000. But my commission is going to go from 5% to 8%. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I, I I don't know what my options are. I, I don't want to sell it for four hundred thousand. So well, if in current condition it's worth four hundred, I'll buy it right now in twenty four hours, or you can fix it up yourself. But you just said you don't have the money, so your SOL, your only option if you want to get high dollar amount is you got to fix up the house. Right. Therefore, I'm giving you the money to fix up the house, but for me to loan this money to you, I have to charge you more. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So like you could, you guys could fit every single one. I've seen so many people accidentally leverage brokerages, investors because of that reason. There's so many wholesalers out there, but a commission is almost a equivalent to a wholesale fee. Glamour is wholesalers. So just list the property folks. Like all that we want to do is have conversations. Sometimes the best marketing is the most simplest. You don't need these super duper autoresponders, tax messaging, blah, 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 all these shit that people get confused about. You just trip over so much technology. You end up fucking a deer in headlights and you don't do jack shit. Yep. It's all about the conversation. I mean, anywhere you're going to get to in life, it's all about a conversation in most cases, unless you're that smart to come up with something you can patent and sell it to a big company. But even that, you have to have the conversation. So the conversation is everything. And that's why it's so important to dive into your existing network, dive into who their network is and go and ask who's interested in investing, who's looking to sell their home, who's looking to get a cash offer. Like, you just have to keep talking. I mean, this is a high contact sport. Get out there and- Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Dude, I think we uh, gave him a lot to chew on today. <laughs> um, I'm going to summarize this and I'm going to give you the floor to uh, go ahead and tell people how they can reach you and whatnot. Folks, what we're saying is that with what's happening, you have to adapt and invest our arm into your business in some way, shape or form. It's not so much about selling the house, but adapting to the problems behind the reasons to sell the house for the consumer and having multiple options, because as long as you have multiple options, you're always going to win. Each of them are monetized. One might be monetized for 7%. One might be monetized for a flat fee of $300. It's still monetized. If you have to take a reduced commission and take a flat fee brokerage, it is still more advantageous to retain the client than to give up on them and acquire a new one. You have to start running this as a business, you guys. Um, and that's really what we're chatting about today. More opportunities will come when you start adapting your offering and having more reasons to have more conversations. This is really that simple. Uh, in our business, we had this, we started out creating business owner interviews, right? And then we started doing neighborhood tours for people. And then we started doing listing videos for people. Now we do website conversion videos. Now we have a learning center videos. We've had to adapt our offering no different because we're listening to what the consumers want and we're providing that solution for them and charging them money. That is capitalism. That is entrepreneurship. That's how this shit works. All right, Joe, take the floor to our listeners a little bit more about any closing thoughts you have and um, anything else you want to add. And of course, tell them how they can reach you. Well, I mean, this isn't all doom and gloom, right? I'm excited because I, I see some of the changes already take place. And it, it doesn't mean as a conventional licensee, it's all doom and gloom. We just have to look at how to evolve, right? We've, we've been evolving. We used to have a real estate book. Then we went to Craigslist, right? And we bastardized the shit out of that one. And now we're onto, you know, these platforms and so on and so forth, right? It's all evolution. And so really, I think right now, it's key to become the resource, to attract the conversations, right? 
because people are going to come to you, right? If you put it out to enough outlets, if you become the resource, then somebody's going to come in and go, hey, I got to sell my house really, really quick. What can you do for me? Boom. Here's your answer. Hey, I've got to get my house on the market really, really quick. Boom. And that's really what this is all about is, is you almost just becoming the resource. You've got a different routes that you can help people go and really honing in on where your value proposition is will help you in understanding where your role is in this industry moving forward. You have so many instances, and I know that there's so many naysayers that are like, oh no, the agent will always have to be involved. There's a personal connection, blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. I think that if telemedicine can have success, then tele real estate can have success as well. Like this can get whittled down real quick and simple. We are where we are. Find a way to maintain that foothold in your network, be the resource. And that's really what we need to focus on, continue the conversations, right? So yeah, no, this is super fun conversation to have and to discuss because hopefully people go, okay, maybe I will take the blinders off. Website is legacybeyondlistings.com. And that was initially creative real estate professionals. It's kind of morphed over into anybody can receive that message. You have a case study there that you can download. And then also you can go to Amazon and you can grab my book, Assets, Acquisitions, and Abundance. It's just a short little read and it's very pointed. It's very conversational. It's just to get you thinking different because at the end of the day, that's what's going to help you survive. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Great show. And folks, um, do not just be a real estate agent, be a real estate problem solver and watch what happens. You have to have solutions for anyone that fits your agenda, your customers or anything within your business. And that's all this is. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Real Estate Marketing, dude. If you'd like to adapt this offering, I could put this shit on video for you really easily. Not only do I already have the scripts, but I have basically the whole program that we're talking about. I've done it several times with several different people and we do it all in the form of video. So if you like what you see today or you just like it on video because most of the people on your Facebook feed don't even know you're in real estate lending or investing, then you all you need is a real estate marketing dude. You don't need more leads. You need more dudes. If you want to follow us on social media, please do connect to us on our YouTube channel, subscribe, and go ahead and um, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram as well. And we will see you guys on another episode of The Real Estate Marketing Dude. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you, Joe. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, dude. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.